You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football. Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Welcome in Emergency Garden Report. We've got Bobby Manning here. We have uh, basketball insider Jeff Goodman of Stadium Sports. And uh, by now, everybody knows the news. Uh, Dan- I mean, wow, right? I haven't We're even finished about- my coffee yet. Wow. You know, yeah. we talked about change last night on the post game garden report. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen fast. You don't wait on these things. You make them within a day or two. They didn't even wait 12 hours. And it sounds like, Jeff, this is something that's been in the works for months, apparently. Uh, Danny Ainge stepping down as president. Uh, and uh, okay, that's the first domino. And everyone's like, oh, okay, go get who are they going to get? Who are they going to get? Before you can even start turning the wheels of speculation, Boom. Your colleague Shams comes in. Uh, Brad Stevens is going to be the head of basketball ops. So there's a lot to unpack here. And what, how they even got here, I think, is still going to be something we're going to find out, you know, as time goes on. Did Danny get pushed out? Uh, is Brad a guy they wanted in this role all along? Is this just a Band-Aid because they wanted continuity and they realized they couldn't continue on with what they wanted? Is this a long-term gig for Brad? Is this a Brad's goal? In life, I have no idea. It seems so counter to everything we know about him as a coach and a leader of men and a guy who loves the X's and O's. But, uh, Jeff, you know him as well, if not better than anybody on the beat here. Uh, What's your initial thought of this move uh, for the Celtics and for Brad? Well, as I said months ago or a month ago, a change had to be made. I think it it was either coach or a a major player. Massive player. Yeah, yeah, not not Marcus Smart. It had to be a major player and a shakeup or coach, and it's a whole lot easier to do with a coach. And I think, you know, the Danny part was always in play here. You heard it, honestly, since maybe they came out of the bubble last year that he may end up going to Utah and, and having some, you know, back home in Utah and having some sort of role with the Jazz. I still think that's possible down the road, whether it's, you know, as a consultant, whether it's in a minority ownership, whatever it is, I think he, he'll he'll stay in basketball to some degree. Obviously not working 24-7 like he's been doing. You know, he's 62 years old. Um, 
I think, again, he's probably at a point with the recent health scares that it makes sense. And and we don't know if it was something where it was kind of a, hey, from Wick, we want you to do this. We don't want you anymore. If it was Danny saying, you know what, I don't really want to do it anymore at this right. level. So that that was the easy part of it, I think. The part that has a lot of people kind of shaking their heads today was the Brad going to take Danny's role. And I think here's the thing. If you're Wick and you don't want to pay $28 million or whatever it's going to be to let Brad Stevens walk, which is what you'd have to do if you fired him, why not? If, if again, you want to you want to make sure you don't throw money away, yeah. all right, we'll throw Brad in this role. And the other part is, guys, if some other team comes after him in, in a month or a couple weeks, the Pacers, somebody else, that it's a really good job, head coaching job, Brad can take that. And then yeah. they don't have to pay him. You know, then they won't have to pay him. So, Brad, you know, there, there's there's multiple levels. You're here. saying even now that he's accepted the job to run the basketball ops. Why can't he? Why couldn't it's he? It's possible a team says, hey, Brad, you want to coach us? And he sure. says, Danny, is it cool if I go? How yeah, can that work? How that's can that what's work worrisome about the situation. Yeah, like if you're starting an offseason here. I think he's all in today. I think he's mm -hmm. all in. All I'm saying is, guys. Listen, it wouldn't shock me if some team goes after Brad Stevens in two weeks. Now, with him taking this job in this position, maybe they wait a year before they do so. I do not see Brad Stevens long-term in this role. I see it as a short-term fix because Wick didn't want to be on the hook for almost $30 million. So here he can move Brad into this role. He's already paying him $7 million. Danny's probably making in that vicinity. And now you got to hire a coach. What scares me is who's going to be the next coach now. Well, yes. and let's get into that in a minute. But I still want to the, – the, the biggest thing is the thing you mentioned. I want Bobby's take too because it, if the Celtics had realized all along, whether it's a job performance issue or Danny's just not a man for this time or this team for whatever reason and they needed a new voice and a new direction or – Whatever, whoever, the people who presided over the 2019 debacle can't be the ones who are going to pull us out of this mess now. Both of those are good reasonings to move on from a GM, even one who's delivered you a, a championship and rebuilt your team twice on the fly. Great. That's a move you make because you felt it needed to be made. But if you made it, um, if you made it at just because Danny was fried, and uh, you didn't want to, you know, pay a new guy and you already extended Brad. So let's just try this now and see what happens. That's not very encouraging. See, I don't and that, that, and that makes and me that, think that's what worries me. That makes yeah. me think this isn't the plan. This is Ainge. And as Jeff just said, it's been talked about for a while. Jackie Mack was talking about it after, about run the all-star break area there. He's been thinking for some time about stepping away from this job, this you know, career, frankly, for him. It's been 18 years here as head of basketball ops. You just had a disastrous season. There's questions long-term here. And what better time to step away? So I can't imagine that this is Wick saying, this guy who has been an institution here, who has built the philosophy, frankly, of this organization, how it runs itself, it, it, we're just going to replace that with Brad. This is a scramble move because Ainge has stepped away to me. Um, now, <laughs> hopefully Stevens is in it for the long haul here because, Jeff, if he's just going to pick a coach right now, 
run this off season through and then after next season walk away from it like you don't have time to build relationships you don't have time to like set up this team's long-term future like this this if you're going to be the president of the boston celtics you have to be in it here for the long haul this can't just be like a one-year thing to me the other thing i'd say bobby to that is is you know brad is a family man and Mm -hmm. Was he burnt out enough that he says to himself, "Hey, let me recharge it a little bit." It's obviously at a different level if you're if you're the GA president of basketball operations. Yes, you have to travel, you have to go out, but it's not it's not the same. The grind isn't the same. You can pick your spots. Um, so you know maybe this is him a combination of Wick saying, "You know, hey, why don't we try this? Let's see if you like it." Let's see if it works. Let's see if you're good at it. Listen, the one thing I'll say about Brad Stevens is the dude is as as smart as any dude I've ever been around. I mean, he is so smart. It just didn't work with this group. They were done with him. Like, it didn't work. It just didn't work with this group. And I think if you're the Boston Celtics, you better bring in either former player who, who maybe doesn't have head coaching experience in the NBA, like a Chauncey Billups, like maybe a Juwan Howard, who I don't think they can get, but I tweeted out there from Michigan. I don't think he leaves because he's got one son who's a junior or senior in high school and another son who's on the team now. But I think I think Juwan Howard would be a name that I would look at uh, or a former NBA coach a la head coach, you know, a, a Lloyd Pierce, you know, a, a Jason Kidd. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big – from what I've heard, like I don't think they go the Jason Kidd route. I, I just don't. Yeah. Frankly, the Pierce one too worries me that being out there with that Haynes report. Huh? Lloyd Pierce. Oh, Lloyd. I'm not, I'm not. Oh, you, you, you thought I yeah, meant Paul Pierce. For some reason, I, I Paul Pierce. I'm like, no. Let's just you know, Paul, you know that name's going to start floating around. Yeah, let's do it. I've right. already seen KG this morning on the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, Lloyd but, Pierce didn't work with Trey Young. Like, what's it going to, is it really going to work here? I, I like Lloyd Pierce, but again, I, you know, to me, like a Chauncey Billups, you know, he'll have respect. The players know who he is. You get a veteran with him, a former head coach, kind of like Steve Nash did with D'Antoni. Why, why not? Like, like the staff is going to be super important with this, with the head coach. And that's where I think Brad went wrong a little bit, too, is mm-hmm. he didn't have strong personalities. He didn't have a guy that commanded respect from the get-go. And he was fine for a while. But then I, I think things changed a little bit. It is a bummer to some degree. I mean, just thinking five years ago, what we thought of Brad and what he was going to end up being here and just in the whole of the basketball world, he was on fire. He was pushing all the right buttons. He was innovative. He had this team playing above expectations. And this is this is essentially it here as far as his coaching career but, here in Boston. But Brad, uh, Jeff, and, and, yeah, that's what's weird. Is, is So Jeff, like, as you... It, w- Two things. One, do you view this as a promotion, or, or uh, no, or or is Brad? That's really, that's what I was telling you this morning, Brad John. This is moved as head coach. Yeah, of course, no? it's not a promotion. Brad Stevens wants to be the coach and lead them to a championship. He doesn't want to be the GM and lead them to. He's a coach at his so core. It so makes you no. Know, this makes no sense to me. But it like, does if you're looking at Wick and you're just from the money Paul. perspective. Yeah. From what? If you're just looking at Wick's wallet, yes. 
Right. <laughs> but Wick, Wick looks at his wallet. That's going to yes. be my burner account. I'm going to go make it right now. Wick's wallet. Um, Wick's so, wallet. We and, won. We won today. <laughs> so anyway, but that's that's what freaks me out is, two, is if it's a demotion, you have a guy who's grudgingly taking a really important job, that's bad. Uh, number grudgingly? I don't know if Brad is grudgingly. I think Brad is smart enough, as I said a month ago, to understand that, like, this is going to end badly. This is not changing. They need Brad's smart enough to know they need a new voice. Well, now they have it. Now Brad's not going to be that voice. They need somebody that may be a little bit tougher. That And now Brad Brad's probably also thinking of it from the GM role. It's like, okay, Danny didn't get me the, the, the players maybe I needed for my system. I've been in that other seat recently. I can work with the next guy, and we can figure out what players for the system or whatnot. Like, I, I don't know. Again, I just don't see Brad in this seat long term. Like, I'm not saying that he's gone in two weeks. But, like, I think he's gone in a year. Like, I, I think he, he gets another job. Like, whether it's college, NBA. And, and, and I wonder if all this stuff started when the Indiana job opened. I wonder it, if that makes sense, right? In motion for this. Yeah. That would make that would make the most sense. Right. Uh, but I, the thing I wanted to follow with you here is if all of this is the case, and we don't know that, but if you said and you strongly believe the players had it wasn't working anymore with Brad and the players, you, his voice is now still going to be prominent within yeah. the organization. Differently, though. Very different. Different, different. Yeah. but you're still it's leadership top down. This is a guy delivering the message. Uh, you know, if they so, weren't if they weren't buying what he was selling on the court, I don't. Do you want this guy making decisions about your life and things around you? Like, see, I don't I'm know. not worried about that, Can John. You because it's, the it's, two? Yeah. it's so different. Like what Jeff just we got at it. It is like, different. Your but, your voice in the room is much different than your voice let's is. Put like it this the, way, Jeff. You've got an editor in chief at your paper, and all of a sudden he gets bumped up, and now he's the GM, and you hated him as the editor in chief. Yeah. Yeah. You're not but they didn't hate Brad. Nobody they didn't hate him. Brad. You're done. You're, you're done listening to what he has to tell you as the editor in chief. And now he's the GM. Are you like, well, I'm still kind of under his umbrella of this is his vision for what we're supposed to be. Yeah, he can trade him now. He's huh? got a different type of, of, of role where he can trade him now. Yeah. You know, so it's like he does. Again, everybody knows Brad is smart. Nobody comes away from being around Brad Stevens saying, Oh man, he's a more he doesn't know what he's doing. It was more of like pushing the right buttons, changing the like just a new voice. It, it had just it had run its course. Sometimes that happens where things just run their course. And I think that was the case with Brad. These young guys who were very impressionable when they came up, right? Tatum, Jalen Brown, like they weren't. And again, I, I still go back to the fact of you can have a new coach here. And I'm still not certain that the pieces fit together with Kemba, Jalen, and Tate. Yeah, all of a sudden, Stevens has big roster questions to address here. Right. And that's where I'm most concerned. I'm not concerned at all with what you just mentioned, John. I think when now that he's in the office, the players aren't even going to think of him. You know, you're just in that little bubble with your I, team and your coach. Concern. Yeah. My biggest I'm, one is... I'm worried. What are Stevens... Up? What are yeah. Steven's philosophies for this team? Are you trading picks? Are you trading Kemba? Are you trading uh, the 
parts of the core of this team. These are huge decisions that need to be made right now to have long-term implications for this team uh, that he is suddenly uh, assuming here. So all of a sudden, like you were, this just this has to be a long haul decision to me. This can't be one year and then I'm going to go coach somewhere else because you are making vital decisions right now that are going to chart the ten year path of this team. That's what the I entirety don't get. of the Tatum Brown, uh, you know, era here in this in this city. The good thing is Brad knows the the roster. Like yes. he already has certain, um, you know, thoughts of uh, and beliefs of certain of players, but nobody knows them better than Brad. Right now, that doesn't mean he utilized them all correctly. <laughs> you know what's so crazy is looking back on that presser last night, he was talking like a GM. We have ways we can improve. We can do we've, development. Yeah. We've, Listen, asse- we've assessed somebody, the roster. We <laughs> talked somebody close to him uh, a yes. week ago in college. And, and, and according to my source, this morning, who I just talked to a few minutes ago, and basically was asking him about personnel. I, we're going to have to talk about personnel soon. Yeah. So, like, there were hints this was going to happen. And again, I, I think, you know, you kind of knew this is where it was headed because this team wasn't going to do anything in the postseason. So um, yeah. it didn't take long. And I think it's smart because at least you did it quickly. You can get ahead in the coaching search, but you just want to know now, like, all right, Brad, what's your what's your list? Everybody's got their list. Yeah. Like, what's your list? And don't make it about your boy. Like, whoever it is, don't do it just because you're, like, close with them. Find the right guy for the job. If it's Chauncey Billups, if it's Juwan Howard, if it's, you know, Lloyd Pierce, um, somebody like that, and yeah. get them, get whoever it is. If it's a, a guy who has not been a head coach, get them somebody on the bench that, yeah. that is well-respected, that can help. I don't think Brad really – I don't think he's had that. Yeah, a week ago he was Googling how to GM um, – and so here so, we are now. I, I think we're going around and asking, like, so GM for dummies. GM so for dummies. I'm gonna, one out there. I got some questions for you. So uh, the question I have here, Jeff, is do Tatum and Brown get consulted on this? Because that was the big thing with Ainge, is that Ainge was making these decisions. It was his, and he wasn't, you know, it was always his call. Like, he yeah. was in charge of this. He wasn't consulting players. It didn't even seem like he was consulting Brad a ton on stuff. Now, is that change with brad does brad kind of have to take brown and Tatum? and this actually does go back to what you were talking about john is there still a relationship there between brad tatum and brown in terms of the direction of this team who do you guys want as coach what kind of things are you looking for in terms of roster adjustments jeff do you think they're do you think one they knew or they're shocked this morning that this is happening two are they on board three will they have input in a head coaching decision uh or you know are they going to talk to them about it I'm sure they'll talk to him. I'm sure they'll talk to him, but it's not like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to make the decision on who what, the next. What's more important right now than for because you hate to be in this situation. You want to have stability as a franchise where players come and go, people come and go, but you know what you're doing. This is far from stable, so I'd be a little worried if I were you know uh, concerned about the future of Tatum and Brown. But right now with this organization, what's more important than making sure these guys are happy? No, you have to. You have to. Right. But that doesn't mean you let them handpick either. Of course not. You know, but sometimes you do. Thirty-year-olds. They're not thirty-year-olds who have been in the league incredibly uh, long period of time to where they know all these guys. They can ask their buddies on those teams. I'm sure you know Jason Tatum can call Trey Young when Lloyd Pierce's name comes up and find out well what the hell happened there, right? What happened in Atlanta? Why why did Lloyd Young not make it? And what were your issues with them? 
But even if that's the case, is Jason Tatum really going to be the type to walk into Brad's office and say, hey, I don't want you hiring Lord. No, he's not. Like, Tatum's not going to do that. Like, Jalen would would have more of the personality to be able to go in. And, and, and they should consult with both and make them feel like I, – I'd make them feel like they're a part of the process, but I wouldn't let them really be a part of the process. How's that? Sure. Yeah, I think fair enough. I just think – involved there's a difference between from my experience as a boss or a manager in my life involving people in the process is sometimes enough um whether or not they make the decision whether or not they even want to make the decision just literally listening what are your thoughts here you know making them feel like they're part of it making them feel important i think Anything that happens, and like we, we, we referenced the Aaron Rodgers situation last night and Rodgers, bit of a diva here, but ultimately like just sometimes just the phone call or the, the, the let's have a meeting and let's talk about it and what do you guys want to see in the next thing goes a long way. And I think like I don't know where those guys' heads are at right now. Are they happy with what's happening today? Are they like puzzled? Are they are they nervous about the future? Like, does it does it? Affect Why do them people at all? keep texting Stackhouse in the chat? Tell them to stop. <laughs> Tell the people in the chat to stop with the Jerry Stackhouse, please. Yeah, please. Well, you and everybody... I could have coached Jerry Stackhouse's G League team to the title. He had Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet on that team. Okay, he has sucked at Vandy. Like, no, no, he couldn't get Carolina. Roy Williams. Made sure, like, he wasn't getting Carolina the head job there. No, Jerry Stackhouse. No. <laughs> Here it comes, John. Before, it's don't ask me who the next coach is from everybody. Now everybody's going to have their idea in the chat yep. in terms of who's next. <laughs> Listen, for me, for me, again, I would look at Chauncey Billups and Juwan Howard with – and Juwan Howard's been a head coach at Michigan the last couple of years. So I, I like that Yes, one. I love I love the idea of giving someone a chance. Becky Hammond, even, who I see tossed around here, someone who hasn't had that opportunity. Yep. We've seen Lloyd Pierce, and we saw how it went, fair Mark or not. Jason Kidd. Some of the names here, like Mark Few, no, like not going to work. One player, one one thrown out I saw, just not here, but uh, Atkinson. Not Larinaga, hell no. Kenny Atkinson? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, doesn't fit the mold of what you're saying they need. But this is a guy who also had a really good pedigree where things just went south fast. Who was a very respected coach. I'd be surprised if they don't go with a black head coach. I'd be very surprised. Or a a player for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. I just I I think they're going to end up, um, you know, with everything that that, that's kind of happened around here. And I think you need a former like to me, you need a former player in that role now. With the way the NBA is, you need young. Like Doc is about as old as you want to go as a as a coach these days. Younger is better, um, but you also have to find somebody who's young, who, you know, like commands respect. Like a guy I think, you know, could be a great coach down there, like a Udonis Haslam type. Like you can't hire him yet, but bring him on as an assistant. Bring on Udonis Haslam on your staff. And, and, and to me, that he should have been on this staff. Yeah, so like, that's what I'm in favor of the Atkinson or the – and I'm not saying Atkinson would do it. I'm a favor of the veteran – I'm a favor of the Brooklyn situation, you know, yeah. um, of the, the figurehead head coach who's going to reach people and then somebody behind who has the experience there. It worked um, really well for Brooklyn. You know, uh, and obviously, so having three of the best players in NBA history, you know, helps. But, um, you know, yes – a situation like that would seem to make sense because you definitely need a stronger voice in here. Um, I don't 
this was always part of the Brad conversation, Jeff. You know, what? It, when people were just saying fire Brad, it was who's next was always a massive concern. Now that we've arrived here, the names don't really sound that sexy. I really do think you have to go off the grid. I think they got to start thinking. Yes. All of these names people are throwing out here, I, I don't want anything to do with retreads or, or, or failed projects from before. Certainly not two and three time losers. You know, like I, Jason Kidd, please don't like, I don't want to see anybody else tweet about that. Like, and this you is gotta, what's you difficult. Gotta be sharp. About the ones you named, I think, make the most sense. It's guys who no haven't recirculated. Don't give me the recirculated coaches anymore. No. Like, find somebody and take a shot here and take a shot, but find somebody who's different than Brad. Brad, don't go hire some analytics dude now. Don't do well, what about Brad's current staff? That's a huge question, too. What becomes of them? All of a sudden, he's going to make that difficult decision with Jerome Allen and Jay Laranega and all of them. And Brad is the type he does not want to fire anybody. He does not want anybody left behind. Joe this is a difficult situation. Well, what about the front office? I mean, I assume he'll keep Austin, Austin Ainge, uh, and, and, and Zarin, but who knows? Do they want well, that's to the thing. If he were in it for the long haul, it would make sense to clean house and bring your own people in. Maybe not in year one. I think you've got to step in with some continuity here in a new gig and just kind of roll through. But if this were a long-term gig, he's got to get his people in here to make it work. You can't go in there with the old regime. You can't go in there with Danny's kid, you know, as your as as, as your right-hand man. Can't imagine it, no. Any sense. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, shocking. It really is because it it sets up so many different well, circumstances part, here. The, the yeah, the Danny part is not shocking. The it's Danny not. part is not shocking. No, but again, you. Ha I think Wick knew he had to make a big move, and again, getting back to it, this was the easiest way to make a big move. But yet you, you couldn't. You didn't want to pay out Brad's salary. You didn't want to pay that buyout, so you had to figure out a way around that. Well, you figured out a way around it for now. For now. Maybe you're hoping if you're with. So we got an airplane. We got some. Uh, we get some grass cutting outside. Weed whacking. I'll okay. hop on mute. There's leaf blowing hours here. Okay. There's leaf blowing hours, guys. You can't do it whenever you want to do it. Anyway, Celtics are going to hold a press conference uh, coming up soon. Obviously, a ton of what questions. What time is that? What at time? Noon, at noon. We're going to hop off in five minutes here. Um, Jeff, like I said, you if you got a boogie, your phone's blowing up and stuff. That's totally fine. But they're at noon. The answers, first answer is that we want right now is, was it Danny's decision or Wick's? I don't think we're going to get it in this presser, but I think it's very important um, that, that we find out. The second is, to, to Jeff's point, the commitment here. Is this something Brad wanted? Um, and, you know, from everything you're saying, the answer is no. And I think that that. Um, I don't is, think so. I mean, is, I think, listen, you know, did he want it? Yeah. I mean, like when he's given the opportunity of like, well, you know, this isn't working. We got to figure something out. It's, you know, we're going to, like, I think Brad's smart enough to understand, like, this wasn't working. So what what else can we figure out here? And they kind of came to this conclusion that this was the best way to try to get it done. Jason Terry. I love Jason Terry, but no. Would you like to see – what would you like to see from the players right now, Jeff? Like, what I've noticed – we talked about this all year long, and you said they've, they've – they might – you know, Brad was being, you know, he kind of lost them a little bit. You didn't see a lot of support for Brad um, throughout the year in the ways that you had before. We'd always heard in press conferences, we got the best coach in the league here, so we have full faith and blah, blah, blah. Didn't get a lot of that this year. Um, but I wonder 
in terms of relationships with Danny, if there's a feeling that he wasn't the right guy for this team for whatever reason or not, and that was Wick was reading the room, so to speak, or if he'd already done his intel here. I, I'm not really sure if conversations, would it be odd for an owner to in mid-season bring players in on the sly and say like, how are you guys feeling about what's going on here? Is that something that would theoretically happen? Or is this something that's literally just been happening in that little circle of three up above where right. they've been. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they were. Asking that seems more likely. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Cause if you're asking players throughout the year, they talk to each other, that stuff gets out there. It gets messy. Know? Yeah. So I think you just, you let it play out because there's nothing you could do before the end of the season. Anyway, you weren't going to fire Brad. You didn't fire Brad now, you know? So no, I, I, I don't think, I don't think there was any of that. I, you know, I, I just think it was, all right, let's reassess and we got to make a major change. And, you know, Danny saying, all right, I'm, I'm, it's not working. I'm ready. Yep. I'm out. And then it was, all right, what do we figure out with Brad? Can you see any big, sexy ex-Celtic names being brought in in any capacity? Whether it's a, a people love throwing around a Garnett, you know, it, in some advisory, assistant, something, something organizationally. And I don't know. KG looks like he wants to buy teams, not necessarily show guys how to post up and have a good attitude. But could you see something happen where you're bringing in, like, we're going to bring back the culture. We're going to bring back the pride. You know, a lot of people made an issue of Kyrie stepped on a logo and not a single current player made a, made, you know, made a peep about it. You know, the idea of toughness, the idea of character, the idea of wanting to be a Celtic. Is that important, um, you know, to this organization? Is this something that you think that they want to try to do? Is there any fear going way outside the organization, bringing in people that have no affiliation at all and just kind of handing the, handing the reins over to strangers? You have been under with under Danny. You've had basically... You know, so it's, like leaving your kid, it's like leaving your kids with grandparents versus dropping them off at a daycare. You know yes. they're going to be loved, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think, you know, with this one, is there anybody within the organization, you know, like anybody who's got – you're not getting Rick Carlisle. Right. Right? You're not getting Rick Carlisle to leave Luca right now. You don't want to hire Kevin McHale. Like, who – who Chauncey Billups is the closest thing, but he's not a Celtic. He was here for five days. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. like, who are you going to, you know, I'm tired, you know, people, I'm, I'm, again, I'm reading some of this shit and like, you know, people are hopefully joking with the perk and KG. <laughs> like, I hope they're, they're joking. Cause if they're not, they, you, you need to do some more drugs. Right. Only one Pierce coach. coming in here. It's not Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No Paul, none of those guys. So, you know, I don't know who it would be. Again, I'm looking down the list of of some of these guys that fit to me fit what we're talking about, right? That fit, you know, like former player, um, you know, former former coach, things of that nature. Like I know Brad Stevens loves Ronald Norris, but you can't make him the head coach. He's young. He's like 28. Yeah, he played for McBr at Butler. He's been in the NBA as an assistant coach for Charlotte, I think, right now. He's awesome. And maybe you could, maybe you go Ronald Norad if you're Brad Stevens and you surround him with veterans. Like Norad's super smart, uh, but I think you've got to go with you know more of a you know a veteran. You know whether you know even like what about Adrian Griffin? Now he played for the Celtics for years. I don't know. Like you want to? Do you care about a Celtics tie? I don't know. I think people do. A lot of people I do. Force it. 
Yeah. I don't know. I like, Again, yeah. It seems the most sense. If you're going off the grid, the most sensible thing is, as you said, a player who has no NBA coaching experience, but maybe has some college coaching experience, or you're going to get the next Brad Stevens, which is a concern if you don't think that that's the direction that this team needs to go, which is the hot college coach. Uh, or, hey, the no college, David or the college coach with gravitas who might be able to handle egos as well, like a Jay Wright or whatever, you know? Yeah, tell 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 Nick, David Blatt's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> I, I grew up down the street from him in Framingham, but it, it's it's not going to happen. No. No, no. no love, you need to... Love David Blatt. But no. You want to yeah. develop some longevity here. You want to set this into place and have this run its course over a long period of time here. And that's the difficult thing about this is, as you're saying right now, it's tough to imagine anything here sticking uh, yeah. for, a very, for a very long time just due to like Brad's circumstance and all that. I like Kwame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd if you would be a little bit different than Brad, you we can to... really test out the tough guy uh, coach theory. Yeah, that's right. He's right, right. Brown. I don't see Brett Brown. I love Brett Brown as a guy. I just think it, it ended poorly in Philly. It'd be hard to hire a guy that didn't get it done in Philly in the playoffs here. I, I think again, you got to go a little bit outside the box rather than the the recycled guy. I, again, huge Brett Brown guy as a as a human being. He's awesome. Yeah, one of the best. See, well, I'm not I'm not even worried about the coach right now. And obviously that's a major concern. My biggest concern right now is how does Brad get the best acclimated to this new role? Because it's all gonna start with him, the roster the decisions they make. Here's my Brad thing. It, it's not gonna ha- I don't think it's gonna happen. Actually, I'm I'm gonna chase down something here in a little bit. Yeah, so what about this one? Brad in a year replacing Coach K at Duke. It's possible. Again, Jeff, he's not going to college. Listen, Jeff, never in my mind. Out, yeah. If he's worn out from this, he's not going back to college to deal with the, the NIL that's coming in, the recruiting, all that shit. Brad is not going. I, like I said, listen, somebody told me this recently. They said if he leaves, if, if he's not the coach, he's going to try to, like, take a year and, and kind of reboot. Now, this doesn't give him the reboot. This isn't yep. a reboot, but it's different. It gives him a little bit different look and, and feel of but, a job, and it's not 24-7. I know, but if you're a Celtics fan right now, and no disrespect intended to Brad Stevens, you're not really concerned with Brad being a little fried and wanting to take a year to travel yeah. to Europe. You know, like, that's not – I don't give a crap, okay? Like, if you're a Celtics fan, you want a guy who wants to come in here and – right the ship not who's like a, a placeholder I, again if 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 you're on with I'm that with so here, here's the and, huge and, and question that's real uh, that would be if the, brad if brad the worst case scenario million, if brad didn't have something like 28 30 million on the hook the big question is would he be running the organization right now that's the question i it, say no I that's say no. bananas you know and again this is this is a big thing that's happening now. I think like uh, it's easy to turn your ire towards Danny, Brad, you know, low hanging fruit like this, Grant Williams, whatever, and all of these guys that get beat up on a ton. But if you have an owner reluctant to spend into the tax or spend to fix whatever ails the organization currently, which is new leadership and a new coach, nothing's going to fix it. You know, like if, if you're taking a cheap approach to things, if you're not willing to throw money at the problem, if you do have a problem, they've got, they've got bigger issues than whether or not they recycle some head coach, you know, who's, who's failed somewhere else before. Like that's a problem. Uh, If they're not going to spend to go into the tax here and just say, nah, new coach, run it with the kids. We'll see what happens. 
you've got problems. Um, so that would be a concern if this Brad thing was strictly based off of the fact that they extended him in August. And also, what are you doing extending somebody in August if oh, if 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 soon at, if months later you're going to be like I don't like anything that's going on here. I mean that's crazy. It's bad. It's bad business. It bad business. In college too with with ads like these guys aren't thinking ahead. Like all right, if you're not fully invested in them, like why would you possibly do that? Why? I mean you, you got to be smarter. You got to be ten thousand percent certain this guy's going to stay in this job right. minimum three years, even with three last place finishes. There's no world in which so, I could ever see getting rid of him to extend him, and then I, months later be like. I gotta, we gotta go, we gotta put him somewhere else. This isn't working out. That's crazy to me. And it's not, that would only happen, Jeff, if there was a massive mu public mutiny. There wasn't. You just looked at it and been like, ah, oh, I'm not feeling Brad anymore. That's really, really bad business and bad foresight there. Yeah. I mean, again, not, not from a, from a guy who's obviously uh, got a lot of money. Uh, not the smartest business decision. If you're not fully invested, why would you extend him and be on yeah. the hook for all this money? And yeah. um, that's a listen, huge question. The one, thing I'll say, the one thing I will say again, and David, I'm reading some of the, 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 the comments in here. David just said it and he's right. Stop being so negative. Brad will be a good GM. Brad Stevens is, is super smart, super smart. There are, there are a few guys that I, that I've come across covering basketball at all levels that are smarter than Brad Stevens. It didn't work in Boston at the end here. He did one hell of a job early. Like, look at some of those rosters he took to the Eastern Conference Finals with Isaiah Thomas being your best player. He completely overachieved with those rosters. He hasn't in the last year and a half, right? He clearly hasn't. But I think, again, if he's going to be here long-term, and I think that's your, that's your biggest question, John, is like, is this a is this a the plan for a year? And if it is, why the hell are we doing this? Um, but again, he knows the personnel. 